When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, my name is Eric van Deniken. I'm from Switzerland and I'm the author of books like Chariots of the Gods and many others. I am proud to be in the Dr. Sky show. Always watch the sky. The big mysteries and miracles are out there and we always will be surprised. The Dr. Sky show is the best one in this belonging in this country. Welcome again, ladies and gentlemen, to the exciting show that you tell us you like so much of the Dr. Sky Show, heard on stations around the country and around the world. And first, as always, we'd like to give a shout-out to our flagship radio station, Independent Talk 1100 KFNX, the 50,000-watt powerhouse of the desert southwest. If you're a new listener to the Dr. Sky Show, welcome once again. We cover, of course, the subjects of astronomy, space, aviation, and weather with celebrity guests in the mix. And today, a very special treat for all of you out there that have a great fascination in things, of course, that are not necessarily easily explainable, the world of ufology and the possibility that ancient astronauts have visited us here on the Earth a long time ago. Our very special guest, no stranger to radio and no stranger to this topic, is Eric Von Donegan, author of many books, including Chariots of the Gods. He's joining us today by visiting us here in the western United States. He's attending Contact in the Desert, a special event that's happening at the Joshua Tree Retreat Center that's occurring at the end of May in 2015. But before we get to our special guest, Eric Von Donegan, a short and complete bio is in order. For over 45 years, Eric Von Donegan has pursued the theory which postulates that Earth might have been visited by extraterrestrials in the remote past. Eric Von Donegan, the world's most successful nonfiction writer of all time, has written 55 books and e-media on the topic and has sold well over 65 million copies worldwide. His books have been translated into 32 languages, and in the United States, Eric Von Donegan won instant fame as a result of the television special In Search of Ancient Astronauts, based on his first book, Chariots of the Gods. In addition, Eric Von Donegan has participated and contributed in numerous film and TV productions, has written countless articles and compilations, and produced a CD-ROM. Fluent in four languages, Eric Von Donegan is an avid researcher and an energetic traveler averaging over 100,000 miles a year to revisit, that is, remote places on the Earth. It's a privilege and honor to welcome to the Dr. Sky Show the man himself, Eric Von Donegan, author of that classic book and many more, Chariots of the Gods. Good afternoon, Doctor. Welcome to the show. Well, good afternoon. I'm happy and proud to be the Dr. Sky Show for the first time, by the way. Well, I'm very proud to have you, as all of our listeners are. And again, if you could just tell us the whole event that's happening there at the Joshua Tree Retreat Center this particular weekend, Contact in the Desert. Like yourself, what, many great speakers on the topics of UFOs and other seemingly unexplained phenomena. Tell us about the event, Contact in the Desert. 
Well, I'm just one of the 45 speakers here. Just imagine, 45 speakers. I have uh, two speeches and uh, one workshop and one intensive, yeah, starting tomorrow until Monday. And of course, my topic are the visitors of ancient astronauts in the deep past of mankind. I'm not a ufologist, so I'm not talking about UFOs of today. My topic, my speciality, are the old holy books of mankind and the archaeological remains for these extraterrestrials in the past. This is a fascinating interview, and we're again privileged to have Eric Von Doniken here on the Dr. Sky Show. Let's start our interview off today, sir, by talking about that most famous book of all that got you started, Talk about the premise a little bit about Chariots of the, God, Chariots of the Gods, a fascinating book. I remember having this in, in college. It was fascinating. You know, I'm a Swiss, and I was educated in Switzerland in a boarding school, in a Catholic boarding school led by Jesuits. And when I was a boy, so 16 years old, I was a deep believer in God. Of course, I'm still I'm a believer in God. But at that time, so f- uh, 50 years ago, God, for me, had to have a few minimum qualities. For example, God makes no mistake, or God is out of time, or God does not need a vehicle in which to move around from point A to point B. God is all over, etc. Now, in my boarding school, we had to translate texts, biblical texts, from Latin to Greece. And so I learned about this God in the Old Testament. And I realized that in the Old Testament, God descends to the holy mountain with fire, smoke, trembling, loud noise, etc. Or the prophet Ezekiel in the Bible describes a vehicle coming out of the cloud. He even describes the wheel. He describes the legs. He describes the wings. He describes the noise which the wheel makes, etc. So I simply had doubts in my own religious education, and I wanted to find out if other communities in antiquity have similar stories. And that was the birth of Chariot of the God. I started to read and to learn the starting, the beginning of old religions. And the result was Chariots of the Gods in 1968. Yes, it's fascinating, Eric. One of the things now that you're talking about, the book of Ezekiel, the interesting subject here, as we go back into the Old Testament, I've always wondered as a young man, and even today as uh, an older person, you know, people saw these amazing signs in the sky. You describe wheels and fiery chariots and all kinds of things, probably spacecraft or spaceships. Tell us in, in, in particular detail, a little bit of the story. What was reported back in that ancient time in the Old Testament? Give us some examples of what people actually saw that even by today's science we we would certainly think have to be otherworldly. You see, with Moses, for example, before the God of the Old Testament descends, he gives order to Moses to construct a gate around the holy mountain so that the people would not come close by, otherwise the people would be destroyed. So Moses constructs a gate around the mountain, and the Israelites are on quite a distance. And only now, God descends on the holy mountain with smoke, fire, trembling, loud noise, etc. And in the Bible it says, and the holy mountain was burning like a furnace. So I said to myself, God does not need to first, for, for his protection or protection of the humans, to make a gate, to construct a gate. What are they talking about? And God sure. does not need a vehicle with fire, smoke, etc. So uh, this is just one of the examples. Or you read in the Bible, Moses, in the first uh, uh, book of Moses, chapter 6, you can read that the so-called fallen angels 
It depends on the, tra- on the translation. Sometimes it said the sons of the gods. They saw that the daughters of humans were beauty and they took them to wife. So I said to myself, what are they talking? What, what yes. is a fallen angel? Impossible. Or sons of the gods who had sex with humans. So these stories are all in the Old Testament. And then, of course, Ezekiel, as you just mentioned before. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating, Eric. And today, ladies and gentlemen, very special guest here on the Dr. Sky Show. It's rare to catch him here. He's travel, He travels around the world, and he's made a long journey from Switzerland to be with many of those attendees at Contact in the Desert, a special event happening this last weekend of May 2015 at the Joshua Tree Retreat Center. Eric, let's talk a little bit more about some of these mysteries that are in the Bible. You allude to not only the book of Ezekiel, but also let's talk a little bit about the Ark of the Covenant. I've always been fascinated by this. We look at the Indiana Jones movies, we look at this, and we find this amazing object. What do you feel that the Ark of the Covenant could have been and describe some of these otherworldly theories? Well, the Ark of the Covenant was definitely something uh, technological. You see, Moses and his brother Aaron, 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 they uh, were ordered to go on the Holy Mountain, and there God uh, described them and gave them measurements to construct the Ark of the Covenant. Anyhow, short story, Moses makes it, and then uh, a special priest order, for example, they had to keep watching about the God, uh, the, the Ark of the Covenant. Finally, uh, Solomon constructed the temple in Jerusalem, and the Ark of the Covenant was the center of Jerusalem, uh, of the temple. Later, uh, King Solomon had uh, was in love with the queen of, of she- she- Sheba, and mm-hmm. uh, when they had a son, uh, when the son, his name was Abimelech, was uh, eight, 18 years old, he went to Jerusalem and he stole the Ark of the Covenant out of the temple. The Ark of the Covenant came to Ethiopia, today's Ethiopia, in ancient times, mm-hmm. it was the kingdom of Sheba. And in, uh, all the soldiers and all the people who came close by to the Ark of the Covenant, they died. And it is quite described how they died. You have the impression as if it was some radiation. Now, still today, the rest of the Ark of the Covenant are in Ethiopia, in the city of Aksum, deep in the earth under the cathedral of the Holy Virgin Mary of Aksum. And wow. the object is not uh, human. The, the high priest, or the highest, so to say, the Pope of the, the Orthodox Church, he just said in, in an interview a few months ago, now the Ark of the Covenant, the inside is not human, is not from this world. So it was something dangerous and something technological. Well, you bring up some fascinating points here, and one more that I wanted to talk about, and many people speculate on it, is the destruction of Sodom. And if you think about this, as you know from biblical scripture and many others, it seems very strange to what you know happened in that particular city. Almost what, reminiscent, Eric, of a nuclear-type explosive force, and it's described, of course, in the Bible. What, what, what's your theory on what happened in Sodom, and is there any connection to the chariots of the gods? We have to start again that the real God, the omnipotent God, is timeless. He doesn't have to make an experience, and then he has to wait what the result will be. He knows it in advance. Now, in the case of Sodom and Gomorrah, 
two angels came down and they say to Lot that the city, the two cities would be destroyed. And Lot said, can you not avoid this? And they said, no, you have, we do, you have to leave the city now immediately. If you don't leave the city now immediately on the hour, then you will be destroyed too. So that means something like a countdown was working yes. on it. Otherwise, why this hurry? God would not need, now you have to leave the city exactly now, because the countdown was, was going already. So Lot, his two uh, children, his daughters and his wife left the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, and then fire fall from heaven and destroyed everything. Now this story has an absolutely uh, similarity with the story of the old Indian book, the fifth book of the Mahabharata. There again, one of the so-called gods in the sky, in my eyes, it was the commander of a spaceship, destroyed two Indian cities. And also in that case, fire and smoke fell down from, the, from heaven, and not one human survived. That's amazing. Eric, as you know, in great support of your themes and chariots of the gods, you happen to have a big fan in this whole subject matter. It's the gentleman at NASA, former NASA design engineer, Joseph Bloomrich, in his book, the spaceships of Ezekiel believes very much in exactly what you're saying, that ancient visitors from other worlds indeed played a good part in early human history. And I wondered if you'd just comment on that, because that is fascinating to kind of think about all the things that we do not know, the great mysteries of mankind and other life forms in the universe. Talk about that. You see, some 30 years ago, I had a, a secret speech at NASA in Huntsville. Only a few of the high uh, the engineers were there. <coughs> and also on that speech, I was talking about Ezekiel in the Bible. And after my speech, we had dinner. And then a man, which at that time was unknown to me, his name was Dr. Joseph Brumrich, came to me and said, Hello, Mr. Van Deniken, that was very interesting, your speech, but I do not believe that in the Bible you will find some technical information. This is impossible. These were just visions or stories which they made up for God, but definitely no technique. But he wanted to, to know it clearly, and he read the Bible for the first time, and the book of Ezekiel. And after some week, weeks, he became curious, and he started to reconstruct exactly according to the day Bible, phrase by phrase, what Ezekiel did. And the end was the reconstruction of, uh, I would say, a sort of spaceship. It's not a spaceship with which you could move to the other stars, not right. for interstellar. It was just what we would call today something like a space shuttle. So it needed the mother spaceship in orbit, and from there it came down to the planet Earth. And this is described in Ezekiel, by the way, again, in ancient Indian. The same vehicles are described as Vimanas, or in ancient Egypt, you have the flight-winged sun who descends, again with smoke and fire. So there are many, many parallels in other religions around the world. Absolutely, and I'm fascinated by your story, as I'm sure all the listeners are here on the Dr. Sky Show. If you're just joining us one more time, ladies and gentlemen, we're privileged and honored to have researcher and author Eric Von Doniken, the author of that famous book that continues to be reprinted, along with many of his other new books on the same theme, Chariots of the Gods. Eric Von Doniken, along with many other great speakers, are going to be at the last week of May in the desert, contact in the desert, this particular event taking place at the Joshua Tree Retreat Center. This is a great time for people of all faiths, all beliefs, 
believers, non-believers, right, Eric, people all to get together to, again, learn more about the mysteries of the unknown. And while we have you, I just wanted to talk about this. Ancient alien civilizations visiting the Earth, as you purport in many of your books. So basically, what has happened, in your opinion? Have, have these civilizations then given up on the Earth and left us? Or how do, we, how do we then account for many of the other sightings of supposed alien intelligence? Is there any connection between the two, or there may be two different types of, of, of races uh, well, coming? Well, it's a long story. You see, in antiquity, in the Bible, we have a prophet with the name of Enoch. Now, in the Bible, you read only two phrases about Enoch. You learn he was the seventh patriarch before the great flood, and that Enoch disappeared with the fiery chariots from the earth. That's all that is written in the Bible. But in Ethiopia, in an old library, in a convent, there was a book found, the Book of Enoch. It was translated first time 170 years in the past. And there, Enoch explains everything in the first person, meaning in the I. I did, I saw, I was, etc. And he clearly says that two strangers came down from, <coughs> from the sky, two yes. beings which were not humans, which were not from this planet. They took him up to the sky, to the mother spaceship. He learned their language. They, uh, they uh, learned him science, astronomy, calendar, and all these kinds of things. So it's clearly described in the book of Enoch. And not only in the book of Enoch. For me, there is no uh, doubt at all. This planet was visited by beings from outer space. These extraterrestrials, they behaved themselves like maybe ethnologists would do to, today. They sure. studied a few tribes. They gave a little advice. They disappeared again with the promise to return in the far future. And they will return. Maybe they are even here. I don't know. That's the question of the uh, ufologists. It's very interesting, Eric. I wish we had more time, but just a few more minutes with you today. I know you're a busy man. And again, I welcome you back to the Dr. Sky Show at any time in the future that we, of course, can do these interviews to talk about the secrets of the unknown. I wanted to end off by having you describe a couple of other civilizations, and one in particular that you have a great amount of research and a great passion for is the study of ancient Egypt, because I myself, like so many listeners, are fascinated with how the pyramids were built. I still find it nearly impossible that people, humans, could have constructed those pyramids with the technology. It seems to be so amazing. How did they move the big blocks? And thus we bring in Eric von Daniken to talk about the theory that maybe the pyramids were not necessarily built just by humans, correct? You see, according to Egyptologists, the Great Pyramid was constructed by a pharaoh with the name of Cheops. He was a man on the fourth dynasty, which means about 2,500 years back before Christ. Now. I just mentioned Enoch, and Enoch, before he disappears, he gives all his books to his son, Methuselah. And now, in the great, uh, concerning the Great Pyramid, there are Arabian historians, like Ibrahim Abdul al-Mas'udi, they say the Great Pyramid was not constructed by Cheops. The Great Pyramid was constructed before the Great Flood by a, a king with the name of Saurit, but Saurit is the same which the Hebrew society calls Enoch. So we are again, Enoch and his son Methuselah, according to Arabian writers, were the constructors of the Great Pyramid. And in our days, due to modern electronics, we found many little shafts and rooms inside the pyramid. By the way, in one of my speeches after tomorrow, I will show 
sort of these some of these shafts and rooms in the pyramid. Mm-hmm. So <coughs> the planning of the pyramid with all these shafts and rooms was not possible for Cheops. You see, Cheops, the, the pharaoh, he and his father, they just came out of Stone Age time. You mm-hmm. need always an evolution. There is also a technological evolution. There was no technological evolution for such a complicated planning for the inside of the pyramids with all the shafts and so on. So there sure. must have been help from outside. This is a fascinating story, Eric, and I'll leave you with one more question to, again, answer this audience. And I know this would take hours, and that's why people should come to hear you at Contact in the Desert this particular weekend, the last weekend of May 2015, at the Joshua Tree Resort Center in California. And always a guest, as I know you are, on so many radio stations and television stations. But comment more on the personal side of Eric von Donegan. Am I correct in hearing that you are getting involved with a theme park uh, along the lines of the Chariots of the Gods with artifacts? Is this something that I yes, am cr- okay. correct? You see, in Switzerland is a city with the name Interlaken. Interlaken is in the mountain, in the Bernese Oberland. And there is a park. And this park is only open in summer, not in winter. The park is called Jungfrau Park. And in mm-hmm. this Jungfrau Park, we have seven big shows where you see all these mysteries and miracles, three-dimensional. For example, there is in Peru this gigantic plain of Nazca with these lines in the ground. In the park in Interlaken, you fly over Nazca because wow. we have a, a, a glass bottom. It's all very, very fascinatingly made. And uh, uh, everyone who visits Switzerland, and especially the city of Interlaken, spend at least one day in this park. It's a mystery park. This is fascinating, Eric. I thank you for being with us here for our audience on the Dr. Sky Show, and I wish you the best and, of course, all the attendees to hear so much in greater detail than we're able to do in this interview today. Contact in the Desert, Dr. Eric Von Doniken, the author of the famous book Chariots of the Gods and so many others, is here in the United States after a long flight. We want to thank our special guest, Eric Von Doniken. That concludes this exciting edition of the Dr. Sky Show with guests from the realms of astronomy, space, aviation, and weather. This is Dr. Sky wishing you all the best. And as Dr. Sky would remind you, and I'm sure Dr. Von Doniken would too, Always remember to keep your eyes to the skies. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.